The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 85. What are the benefits of reading books when pursuing a career in the football industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. Are you ready to start your career in the sports industry today? If so, check out my new sports career resource, which is the Sports Industry Directory, which has over 300 companies in six different sectors of the sports industry. For more information about this sports directory, go to education2sport.com and please use promo code, which is podcast, for your free discount today. My goal, as always, each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current situation, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sports industry. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Laurie McGinley. Laurie is the Football Development Officer at Glasgow Girls FC and the founder of the One Foot in the Game blog, where he specialises in having a strong interest in football coaching and the strategies behind the sport. I can happily say that it's great to have Laurie as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Laurie will share his sports career journey and explain the benefits of reading books when pursuing a career in the football industry. Laurie, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Uh, so, from a young age, um, I played football. Uh, I've played kind of all the sports, went the street street football, got out and played rounders when I was younger. Um, but when I was 10 years old, um, I had a head injury. I had viral encephalitis, uh, which is meningitis uh, of the brain. Um, long story short, I kind of recovered very well. You know, but um, the I actually got a letter through from um, the Scotland Cerebral uh, Palsy football team, uh, and sometimes you th- think this is kind of a joke because you never think of um, the Scot uh, like a national team calling you up. But through a charity called uh, CBIT, which is the Child Brain Injury Trust, uh, they recommended me to to the SFA, and from there um, I basically spoke to the development manager. And um, I had a training session on a Sunday, and then uh, two weeks later, I was uh, making my debut in Finland. Um, I played. Uh, I just um, not long kind of left it, but I played at uh, two Euro Championships, two Intercontinentals, and one World Cup. Uh, one World Cup. Um, I missed out in the Paralympics in 2012, and then came back in 2014, uh, and then um, kind of decided that I wanted to go into my coaching further that. Wow, uh, you've just blown me away. I was not expecting that at all. Just quickly, going back where you got introduced to that opportunity, how did you cope with that from a performance standpoint with regards to preparing at the elite end? 
I recovered extremely well. So the my left hand side of my body it was um, slightly weaker. My right, so they found that it, it, through my head injury that um, if I continued to, you know, I'm it's a classified eight, which is on the there's a five to eight kind of scale. I'm in the eight, which means I'm kind of it's the least dis- um, disability. But um, I was also a, a fast runner. I was a sprinter when I was younger. So I used that, and then when I turned up to the training session, the one thing that CP football, uh, like defenders are scared of, well, probably every defender is scared of, is pace. So I always had pace, but my coach learned, uh, taught me how to run with the ball and how to kind of be more confident. But again, that took, you know, because I've kind of played at a football at a young age and I've kind of, I was always sporty, I kind of really enjoyed it. And to be fair, I've not really... Um, look back on it you know I'm always thinking how can I progress as a, a coach but also when I was there how can I you know be better as a, a footballer. Would you mind explaining to listeners your academic background from an educational standpoint? Yeah so I've got a degree in sports and active lifestyles from Glasgow Caledonian I've done three years there and then in my fourth year uh, I went to I basically done three or four jobs to save to go to America uh, for three months to go to work with the UK soccer. Uh, I don't think I'll do a fourth year at uni because, just because of the my, my qualifications and my football. But again, I've kind of made contacts through my university and also the networking I do through Twitter and other kind of platforms. And therefore, my kind of academic was I got my hires and I've got my, my degree. But now I'm thinking, how can I get myself... Um, better um always academically like i just um started this morning and uh, the open university just a six hour program on um emotions and emotional disorder and how to deal with different kind of emotions so how do you turn someone who's negative into positive how do you deal with anxiety you know i'm not an expert on these things but i've learned through you know different uh, books and kind of podcasts how to deal with you know different techniques but again, I'm I said I'm not an expert in any way. But I can I'm always trying to I'm an avid learner, so I'm always trying to think of how to keep you know myself you know on board sometimes. And I just think it's uh, you know I don't instead of spending an hour on the TV, I'll probably spend an hour reading or listening to something. But then my you know I just like to. But then if there's something good in the TV like a football match, then I'll watch that instead. You know, but that's a different story. But look before we talk about your reading, your type of learning. Out of interest, how have you applied your sports degree looking back and how has it supported you from a coach perspective now? I've just kind of used the kind of modules kind of the, uh, to learn from that. But what I actually achieved from it is actually me and the, a few of the lecturers uh, I'm kind of still in contact with. So potentially they can help me out. You know what I mean? So I wasn't, I wasn't to trying to, I was trying to get to the kind of next level, but I didn't know how to. But due to like my persistence and also trying to keep myself going, uh, you know, I've got a few contacts that could help me out with the kind of in the kind of football world and the sports world. What inspired you to work in the football industry? Uh, my grandfather uh, insp- inspired me never to give up in anything. So I sometimes came last in the race, and he's still very proud. But then i'm not a, i'm a bad loser sometimes but then that's just because of the mentality but i always think how can i get myself better but i've always been interested in the football the, uh, the coaching learning new ideas and actually you know failing you know 
I feel I feel all the time. But again, it's all it's all about your mindset. Can you get yourself, you know, back to that growth mindset? Okay, I didn't do that today, but can I get that done tomorrow? You know, and also like um, I failed one of my my licenses, but instead of um, you know being upset about it, I thought right, how can I? What's the feedback? Right, you need to do this, this, and this. Okay, I'll do it, and therefore passed it. But again, it's all about you know you have to be self um, a self learner. But you have to learn how to fail to succeed, you know. And I think that's the thing of humans. We needed to learn. But you know what? We've made a mistake. How do you deal with it? And if you go positive, then it's ten times better than going negative because if you know negative, you've got a fixed mindset, and therefore you have that way of thinking. I don't know what to do. But if you've got a growth mindset, you uh, you reach out to someone and say, "Okay, I failed in this part. How can I? Can you help me out?" And nine out of ten times, you should get the answer. But that one out of ten times, you need to get your answer yourself. And that nine out of ten times you'll get the answer from someone else. So therefore you have that kind of way of thinking. You know, you're not getting the answer given to you. You've got part of an answer. But the good thing about the learning is you need to uh, get that final answer for yourself. Absolutely. And what you're talking about really relates to today's main topic. In your opinion, what are the benefits of reading books when pursuing a career in the football industry? So it's like anything else. Um, if you, There's benefits of reading, listening to podcasts, but... It's about applying the knowledge from the books onto the field and also learning. So, like, um, you know, one of my favourite quotes I made up is uh, believe in the person and the person believe in themselves. But again, that's all about kind of, can you apply that? So I've probably got maybe 100 books, 200 books in there, but some of them not apply to the work I do. But, like, the last maybe six months, I've um, every book I've got a um, highlighter and a, uh, and a pencil and I've thought right this is good for me and then at the end of the book I'll write in my um, on my computer all the kind of quotes all the motivational stuff that relates to football then another page on mindset and another thing on rugby and another thing on this you know and therefore I have that kind of way of, I can apply that to that but again if you have inter, uh, inter, sorry, transferable skills you know like um as I say, like if I'm coaching something to do with a uh, psychology, you know, it could be football, it could be mindset, it could be something else, it could be a simple, you know, working with children as you know, and working with adults. But again, it depends on how you um, are judged and how you can actually get on with things. Just relating back to those six months of reading, within yourself, reflecting now, what have you seen an improvement on yourself? Well, I'm a, quick, I'm a quicker reader, that's one thing, but uh, I've learned how to uh, think about it. I challenged myself uh, this year already to uh, read, um, is it 52 books, so 52, uh, one uh, one book a week. But right now, I'm actually on, I've already completed my second one, and I'm, uh, I'm already in the second week, so I'm kind of, the way I do it, and it was from uh, one of my mentors, Alistair McCaw, who's one of the, you know, he really helps me out with a lot of things. But he was saying, if you're always buy, potentially buy two books a month, well, I buy about six, but uh, that's a different story, but it depends on the thing. But make sure you have something that's in your field. So I'll buy a football book, and then I'll buy a, a book with to do with psychology or mindset, and then maybe a third book to do with maybe like um, I read um, a Muhammad Ali's book, but that's nothing to do with football, but it was the, the soul of the butterfly but just different quotes about never giving up and also just keep, keep on yourself going. And, you know, like I've got, you know, I might not agree with Floyd Money Mayweather, 
better be a really interesting book because uh, it's uh, how does he make his millions? You know, how does he promote himself? You know, how did he do these? And then you've got the, you know, the Ronnie O'Sullivan book, you know, the depression. How do you deal with that? How do people, you know, like uh, he goes out running. That's one of his kind of uh, happiness. But again, you know, you, people may potentially, like I read the, the Fernando Rickson book and it was, it was nearly tears in my eyes with the, all them for you know the things that's happened to him but again it was all about you know sacrifice you know i need to sacrifice this to get better you know what i mean but again you have to you know some people are less fortunate than others so you need to really just keep yourself going and it's about that self-development you know and then trying to you know inspire others you know that's why i do i try to do like one thing on twitter a day you know and try to yeah. try to be positive but again you can't you can't tell someone to be positive you can try and react with them, you know, like, uh, I get a, sometimes people say that um, some of my stuff's not very good, but the way I twist it is, is why, and sometimes people are feared that they're going to be um, shot down, well, if it's, if you're, you know, I always say, if you get something nice, come and talk to me, if you know something nice, then why don't you, um, we can have a chat about why that is, because there's always something underlying, underlying there, you know, and therefore you have that, you know, we we judge people very quickly, but you actually have to think. Well, that person may have a bad day, but you need to think. Right, what's the best solution? You know, and my my solution is when I have had a bad day, I, I read a book or I listen to a podcast and I, I talk to my my fiance about things. But I think opening up is better than being closed. But again, being closed for some people is the best way for them, and they might take a bit longer. But then, like uh, that, like I think might put a tweet out. And therefore, there could be that per- that tweet potentially could help that person, or it might not. But again, it's just like that. The again, when you're going relating it back to you know the um, the books, you know, like how can you, you know, the the parts of it, you know, like the context that kind of once there could be three sentences that one word, you know, humble or you know, pride or inspire might just get that person a bit more, you know. Um, excited about kind of getting things done more so what inspired you to start your own blog um well i wanted to put my ideas out but and kind of help network with different kind of people but uh, i thought of an idea um as usual football coaches steal other ideas but um i decided i was actually going to start uh, to interview people like send an email out of like uh, different kind of questions so like who are you? What do you do? What inspires you? What in- all these kind of four or five questions, and it started to go, you you know, you know, big. But then I started to target the kind of bigger, kind of bigger personalities, and they get back to me very quickly and said, "I this is great." But again, instead of like a podcast, it could be as simple. This is this person's um, uh, thoughts, and it, you know what? It takes ten minutes to write something down. But um, when I made it up, you know. Uh, my my fiance thinks I'm quite a grumpy person sometimes. So and I, I'm I'm a big fan of um, One Foot in the Grave and Victor Meldrew. So she says you're going to be a really grumpy man when you're older. So I thought I'd play in the words a little bit, and that's why I've called it One Foot in the Game because obviously you got foot of the the football, but also you've got the kind of side. But I use it as a way of you know trying to do a kind of double way, you know, put my thoughts out in football, but also thinking. Kind of the interviews I'm going to get, and also the information. You know, like some interviews, um, I'll p- I'll pick um, bits out that are really, you know, inspiring for me, and I'll pick out bits that inspire for other people. But again, you know, like you could potentially go to a webinar, and it could be a six hours, 
but sometimes you might only find one thing, but that one thing will help so much in the information. You know, like one of my um, uh, friends told me to go and be selfish. It was a couple of years ago. You know, go and do this, go and do that. And to be fair, you know, you have to balance things. But again, uh, that's all about kind of how do you balance your your life with your relationships, with your family, your football, your all these kind of things. How do you keep people happy? And it's very difficult, but, you know, it's all about can you keep that motivation to keep on going and keep the, you know, like my reading is my motivation. I've read probably in the last three, four weeks, probably five or six books that have really, you know, got me going. Then I buy a book and I wait maybe four or five months before I'm reading it because that's not, I'm not in the right frame of mind to read that kind of book. You know, like right now I'm reading um, Champion Minded by Alison McCaw. But that's just inspired me for the new year to keep my the thing. I've probably got maybe twenty quotes already from it. But uh, but what I read before that was the Champ Paradox, which is one of my favourite books. Um, Steve Peters. Yeah, it was brilliant. It's one of the best. But again, it's how how you interpret. You know, like me and my sister interpret it totally differently. But she's you know that that's a different kind of way. But again, it's all about you know can you control the the emotional side? Can you be positive? But it's very hard for some people. But again, that's the that's the chimp trying to you know get to you. But you know it's one of my favourite books. And then if you've got the Legacy, which is a really great uh, book, these are the kind of books that there's. It's the same books sometimes you need to read. But then you've got like Bounce, The Gold uh, Mine Effect by Rasmus Enkerson, you know. But then you've got small books, you know, like um, called The Brain. That was a really good one, you know. And you've got Start with Why. You know, that was a really great uh, thing with Simon Sinek. You know, and then you've got um, how to um, influence people. You know, that's another one. It's really, there's probably 30 or 40 books that have helped influence me. But then you've got other books like, uh, I read Saul Campbell's book. That was interesting. You know, how he's, uh, you know, an ex-pro, but he wants to be a professional football uh, manager, but he's not going to break yet. You know, why is that? Is there other factors? Then you get maybe potentially Ryan Giggs, you know, these kind of things. But then it's all about, you know, like I've read Guardiola's books. They're very, very interesting. And then Mourinho's books, they're very interesting too, but they're totally, you know, opposite of what they're thinking. You know, like Arsene Wenger's book. But then you've got small book, uh, like um, not as popular um, managers putting stuff out there. You know, and then you've got people like The Journeyman by Ben Smith. That was a really interesting book of how uh, people in the kind of lower leagues can really, you know, influence uh, things. You know, and that was a, you know, that's a, a contact, you know. I've kind of tried to stay in contact with people who are, you know, I try to reach out to. But again, it's all about, you know, can you really, you know, work it from it? You know, like, there's no point in saying this is a great book. Right, let's go to the next book. No, you need to analyse it, you know, put something out there. Just have an email, say thanks uh, thanks to the book. And nine out of ten times you get a reply and say, no worries at all. And then it's like, oh, what did you think of that? What did you think of that? And then therefore the you have that contact and that networking. But again, it's all about being humble. You know I mean? I've read your book. I think this is great. I didn't like this bit, but I really like this bit. And then they'll ask you why you didn't like that bit. And it's just because maybe personal choice. But again, it's all about... You know, can you get yourself, you know, out your comfort zone sometimes? You know, and some people don't like to read. Some people like to listen to podcasts. That's another part of education. You know, you just need to learn 
that some people will learn different ways. But again, it's all about you know your twenty minutes of reading, twenty minutes of exercise, twenty minutes of podcasts. Can you? That's part of like a daily routine. You know, therefore you have that. Keep yourself going for the morning or during the day. This is I find really fascinating. I couldn't agree more. And it's all about much as we said on Twitter with all the different books. It's all about having that attitude to apply what you've read. I think that's a really important point which you have highlighted. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? Um, so I just started a new job as a football development officer at Glasgow Girls FC, and I've just uh, registered to go on the UEFA licence. Um, I've, I just came back uh, from PSV Eindhoven as a study visit over there. It was really interesting, and I hope to kind of go on kind of more study visits throughout kind of Europe and also throughout Scotland and try and learn from different um, ways so I can improve, you know my coaching to help the, t- the the club and therefore I can uh, really, you know, progress. Absolutely. Out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career so far, looking back? Um, really, just um, helping people, you know, and hope one day my knowledge can help kind of a younger person, you know, so they can achieve their dreams. I see a lot of kind of, you know, people who are at college or uni, you know, trying to you know, I would be the next Mourinho, I would be this. That's fantastic, but you, it's, it's a bit realistic. Are you going to be that person? Well, potentially, potentially not. But it's all about, you know, surrounding yourself around positive people and people who can actually get you there, you know, and therefore you, if you have that mindset of, actually, I'm going to, can I, can I be the best? But again, it's all about sacrifice, you know what I mean? But like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a 10-year plan. I've got maybe a five-year plan that's going on but again, it's all about, you know, can can that be achievable? You use the SMART uh, model, you know what I mean? And therefore they have that, uh, you know, a specific, you know, measurable, can it be achieved? You know, is it realistic and how much time can you put into it? But again, you need a mentor for that kind of thing. So therefore you have that, you know, way, you know, but again, it's all about, you know, I wouldn't be here without the help of other people. So therefore, if I even help 1%, you know, it's always the better than zero. Absolutely, and you're certainly inspiring me, that's for sure, with regards to your attitude, with regards to your career. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview, Laurie, where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in the football industry? Well, a quote, an inspirational quote uh, from um, Legacy, is called Champions Do Extra. You know, can you do that? Can you do the extra work? Can you sacrifice a night, you know, instead of going out for, you know, uh, drink can you sacrifice a night of studying that kind of thing but again it's balancing it but it's the three things I need uh, I think are patience you need to have patience sometimes you just have to you know sometimes go right enough's enough I can't do this anymore and then have that positivity networking you need to it's all about networking you know like if you go let's say you go to an event introduce yourself and then say can you uh, what's your uh, email address so you can start to just email them so therefore, there and then have a mentor. You know, they are the three things, but it all comes from your standards. How much, you know, like going into an interview, twenty minutes uh, late is not good enough. Going on time is never good. You know, like when Alex Ferguson said, being on time is late. You know, that took a long time to for people to understand that. But it's all about, you know, if you turn if your session starts at ten, don't be there at ten. Be there at f- ten to ten, five to ten. So therefore, you're already prepped enough to go on the pitch for that time but you know you 
can you, you know, as I said, 20 minutes of reading, that's always, that's nothing. You know what I mean? 20 minutes of exercise. I always make sure you get even a 20 minute walk with a podcast. That's still learning in some way. You know, but, you know, these can be extended these times to half an hour, 40 minutes, an hour, if you're, you know, really going for it. But again, it's all about these three things of being patient, networking, and uh, having a mentor. But again, the mentor has to be someone you is uh, positive and can potentially help you out to the next level. How can people interact with you online? Um, so I'm on Twitter at uh, Laurie McGinley1, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Laurie McGinley1. And also, I've just, um, me and my friend have created a new podcast called The Curve. So that's um, at The Curve Mindset, and it's all about growth mindset. You know, we've got a few guests on already who are going to potentially help us out. But again, it's all about keeping yourself going. If something goes wrong, what do you do? You know, because I said, we're, we're not experts, but we've got people who maybe are experts, you know, and therefore they have that kind of way to help us out. But again, it's all about, you know, keeping, you know, that's all having that mentor. You know what I mean? And I'm quite happy to help anyone else who wants to need some help. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Laurie, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. What a fantastic and inspiring interview by Laurie. For me, this is why I enjoy the work I do, speaking to people like Laurie who have the right attitude with regards to their personal development, with regards to their career journey. And without a doubt, there is clear indication that reading books on topics you find interesting, but also topics you want to grow within your sports career spectrum. So for me, I've had to learn about podcasts, I had to take on board the different elements of that sector. Areas of sponsorship I've always found fascinating. Areas of leadership, communication. All these topics are so important with regards to your career journey. And I really do hope now you've taken on board Laurie's attitude and how books can help you because remember it's your own self-development, your attitude and determination which will make your sports career in the sports industry a reality. Now as always at the end of each interview I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Laurie said believe in the person and the person believes in themselves. 